Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of The Word Affairs. Currently, I'm sat on a lovely rooftop balcony um, slash terrace, I want to say, um, in Agadir and it's just gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Alhamdulillah, I managed to um, get a quick little holiday in just before the end of 2023 which is so strange because it was totally unexpected all thanks to my parents alhamdulillah because they treated us to a little holiday uh, for me and my brothers and it was actually the first time that i've been on a siblings kind of holiday normally i've gone with my family like as in the full family or um me my mum, and dad um but it's never really been just me and my brothers and i can honestly say hands down it has been one of the best holidays i have ever had um if you have not had a siblings holiday if you not had a getaway with your with your brothers and sisters or just brothers or just sisters i would highly highly strongly recommend it alhamdulillah i'm really lucky in the sense that i actually get along with them so well we're like best friends um so it was really nice i feel like people are actually arguing behind me on the terrace i'm not entirely sure on the balconies above and there's probably music as well that you may be able to hear in the episode from um downstairs because i think the entertainment's entertainment's gonna start soon in the hotel and i swear to god someone's air con has just started shuddering up as well so if you hear a lot of background sound sound that's what it is um but <laughs> yeah let's just get into it <laughs> A lot of you are probably wondering where I have been. Um, not a lot, obviously, but I don't know why that made it sound out as if like, oh my God, everyone's waiting for one. Um, that's not the case at all. However, I have been taking a break from social media and from the podcast itself. Um, Alhamdulillah, we were on a massive, like great streak uh, starting from October. Um, and I think I didn't miss a single episode. Um, and then I missed last weeks and the week before so we've actually kind of like been absent for about two episodes and i deactivated my um instagram i think about i want to say it was a week ago as well um and so yeah i've kind of been a bit mia um but honestly it's been really good it's been really 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 good um i never intended to actually miss any episodes for the podcast but i have been quite drained recently um i've been really really exhausted and i think that's why it's been it's come at such a great time to have this holiday i just think i really really needed it i think that these last two three months in particular perhaps have been very tiring they've been really really tiring they've been really really like I've been pushing myself <laughs> to like that sounds so cringe because it's like oh my god what are you even doing there's people out there who work ten, like 10 times harder than me anyway um but like having said that I do strongly believe that in the past two months especially particularly the last two months I've been pushing myself and been working really, really hard and um, with everything that I do like in terms of work and like my work life and what I'm doing with my um my career um in terms of the podcast itself in terms of things that I've got going on in the background family life everything i've really been trying to give it my 100 percent uh, the only thing i have been slacking with actually is gym i have not been going gym for perhaps the past two months and i can't say that i'm ashamed of that and i'll tell you why i actually was looking into this i'm not really fully looked into this to be fair but i have noticed it and i've come across like it's been it's been kind of like being sent my way i swear there's someone talking on the on the flipping balcony um but like what i was saying was um i have been coming across quite a few things on the high cortisol levels and i think 
that and I've been sensing this in myself as well I've been seeing some sorts of symptoms but um I feel like I've been having quite high levels of cortisol um like basically just running through me for the past amount of time and if you don't know what cortisol is it's a hormone that is released by your body which is a response to stress and some people have high levels of cortisol some have low whatever you're doing in your life like your depend situation events like that could cause uh, your cortisol levels to rise it's not necessarily a good thing it does help you kind of like fight that stress and it helps you to manage your stress but um high levels of cortisol is never really a very good thing for a very long time and in particularly um in women um so you can get quite a few symptoms with this like your sleep is affected your uh, eating habits bloating like i oh my god the way i bloat like recently um it was horrible like i've been bloating like after just having literally like a glass of water like i'm bloated and um some days were good some days were horrible and some days i just haven't really ate much some days i was eating so much like i could not stop just consuming honestly um and i was consuming junk like literally junk um i was having massive meals but then other times like i literally wasn't eating that much at all like i was having a few bites i couldn't even finish off a whole meal um so it's just been really really varied um but one thing i did realize was that my cortisol levels were quite high and um one of the things that kind of contribute to that as well is the type of exercises that you do so high intensity workouts are actually very good for your cortisol levels um especially if you've already got high levels of it anyway if you're constantly stressed and stuff like that it's not very good i developed a habit um i think it was around about september time uh, beginning of october perhaps where i was going to the gym at like five in the morning i loved it i loved 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 doing that um and i wouldn't go back uh, i would sorry if i could go back i would perhaps do it again um but it's really stressful and the reason for that is because um my work day i wish i could say that my work day starts at nine and i work from home and all of that if that was the case oh my god it would be a bliss like i would love it unfortunately i can't say that even though there are some times where i do get to work from home i can't say that for every single day and because my commute is 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 sometimes a pain um i have to actually leave the house quite early so for me to get to work on time and that's not even there like i wouldn't even say i mean yeah to get there early but not as not necessarily like compared to everybody else so for me to just basically get there on time i have to leave the house for about 7 15 like literally leave the house at 7 15 and then i'll get to work for like perhaps eight o'clock or eight eight five or eight ten on a bad day um so what that means is if i go to the gym at like five i'll wake up at half i'll wake up at five i'll i'll go to the gym for half five i'll probably do like a 45 minute workout get home and have an hour to like have breakfast and get changed etc and it's just not like i always felt like i was constantly like rushed off my feet the first few times i did it i loved it i loved it i just was like oh my god i'm getting the day i'm doing so good because you know then comes the alternative argument of well why don't you just go to the gym after you finish work and honestly i can't like <laughs> i say i can't like i choose not to because after work i just get so depleted i get so tired and i also finish work kind of late not late but yeah like i'll come home for like half five maybe at latest and by that time like everyone's in the gym so it's so busy and because i go to the women's only section like it gets even busier so it's just a pain honestly it's a pain and i just realized that instead of forcing and pushing myself to do that why am i trying so hard like just leave it let it be since i left off gym i've actually been doing better um but i would say that then comes that argument of i'm not getting my exercise in i'm not feeling good about how i look or something um which is really annoying because then it, it 
plays into your whole body image issues um so it's like it's really it's a really horrible kind of like juxtaposition it just constantly happens you can't really find a good healthy balance um so that is one area of my life that I think I do need to do better with uh, coming into 2024, inshallah. But in general, I feel like I was really, really pushing myself. And this is probably the first week that I have just relaxed. And I, was, I spent time just, just literally having like moments and time for myself with the people that I love and, and, and just relaxing and, and basically just being at leisure um, and then also exploring also having really fun times it's been great Agadir is honestly like sometimes it sounds so cringe but for me it's like home away from home um this is actually my third time now in Morocco alhamdulillah and I hope it's not the last um so a bit of background because this actually plays into the topic for today's episode um the first time I ever came to Morocco was actually my very first holiday that basically was not to Pakistan um, and I was about 18 years old and I came with my family it was me my mom my dad and my two brothers and obviously me um, and I was 18 years old and we came for about a week and we went to Marrakesh and Marrakesh is just gorgeous if you've never been I would strongly recommend going to Marrakesh um, it's beautiful um it is very busy it's full of culture it's full of history it's full of life like literally it's teeming with life the souks the markets the oh it's just it's just gorgeous seti fatima and like the atlas mountains it's just beautiful um and loved it and then after that the next time we came was actually last year and that was about 2022 um was it yeah here it was oh my god it's 2022 um and i was literally 22 years old and i came in october so this was basically last year october i came and i came with my mom and dad and it was a very 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 random trip like very random very last minute very spontaneous and yeah and it was so strange because the first time around I came and then obviously I've, I've come back what after four years and I was a completely different person and then so again now literally as we're sat here in Agadir like again it was a very spontaneous random trip um and we were just going with the flow I've already been here so I wasn't too like nervous or anything um and you know that's what like a year and two months later and again like I feel like a completely different person and I think the one life there's two life lessons that I've learned basically coming here like reflecting upon it and stuff and I think back to like the person I was when I first came and compared to like now and then obviously possibly even in the future and one thing you have to remember is you are constantly revolving and you are constantly not even revolving but evolving that's the word i was looking for you are constantly evolving as a person you are never ever ever going to stay stagnant stagnant and you're never going to like stay the same whoever you are whatever you're doing in life you're never going to stay the same you are constantly going to be changing as a person you're constantly you know going to be developing yourself your mindset your habits your personality everything when i was 18 and i first came here i remember when i look back to that kind of like time of my life i think that was about august time we came here and I think I had just, um, I think I had just either passed my driving or I think I had passed it when we came back. I can't entirely remember. Um, and I'd got my A-level results and I'd got my place at university. And I was about to study my medicine. And um, I remember then coming to, obviously, Marrakesh with my family. And obviously, when I was 18, like, 
I was a completely different person. So for those of you who don't know, I've been in this podcast since about 2020. And at the age of 18, however, I was a completely different person. I was actually very, 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 um, I'd use the word self-conscious, actually. I was very self-conscious. I wouldn't ever say, and I've said this before, it wasn't, I wasn't a confident person. I was. If you told me to stand up in front of a crowd and, I don't know, do some sort of public speaking, I could, 1,000%. But the confidence I had within myself and the way I was in terms of, like, you know, like, socially, like, the com- the social confidence I had, it wasn't a lot, like, and I, and I, I had my, like, like few friends um but even then like when i went to uni like i i didn't have social media i didn't have anything like that so i was very much like starting from scratch type of thing and like i didn't know anyone or anything like that i was very very timid in that in that particular time like when i think back to july like july to august 2018 like i was a very very shy i was a very timid person i was very very self-conscious um i was lacking confidence of all sorts so I was a just completely different person. If at the age of 18 someone had told me that I would now be a podcaster and I'd be doing this and that, I would never have believed them. Like me, I, I just couldn't believe them. Um, so I was a very, very different person. And then fast forward to 2022 when I came here with my mum and dad, I had definitely changed in the sense of my confidence so much, like so much. This time I had started my podcast, obviously, and I'd had my social media pages and all of that. Um, but like, I was really like kind of like trying to find myself again. And the reason for that was because um, it was October 22, we came here, and at that time in my life, I had I'd, I'd graduated in 21, I'd got you know um, a degree in biomedicine, um, and I had decided what career route I wanted to take, which was the physician associate masters, and that was a whole like era of my life. Um, but I had started that in February 2022, I think, and by September, I realised that this was not for me. Like it was totally not for me. I I hated doing it um in particular the the um theory behind it was great but it was actually the practical aspect of working in hospitals etc i just didn't like it and i realized that if that's what my life is going to be i don't know how i'm going to do that and i was very very unhappy um i was having a lot of self-doubt i wasn't like i was questioning my own like worth of doing it and i hated that so um i i dropped out i dropped out of my masters and i completely was just like oh my god what do i do especially because i had also documented it um i documented it on my instagram um and stuff like that and thinking back to that now if i could go back that's probably something i wouldn't have done only because like some things in life should be kept private but also it's fine to tell people what you're doing but i think documenting it to that aspect you know and, and kind of like showing it on your social media pages like that i don't really think was very necessary and i learned from that though that's the difference so i learned from this and so now whatever i'm doing with my life right now it's not something that i shout about from the rooftops even though i absolutely love it like alhamdulillah thanks to god like i love what i do now um it's hard sometimes it's challenging sometimes i'm like oh like why am i having to go into work but i've never once sat there thinking i hate this i can't do this for the rest of my life um and so i'm really grateful for that and i'm doing really good in it as well actually um so I learned from that and I decided not to be posting, not to be telling everyone, etc. I decided to keep that private. However, if I look back to where I was in October 22, 
um, when I came to Agadir, I was really just figuring things out. Um, I had decided, okay, I think this is what I kind of want to go down now. I think, you know, this is the route I want to take. Um, however, I didn't have a solid plan in mind. Like, I didn't really know what the steps were that I was going to take. Um, if I wanted to, I could have dived deep straight into it right there and then um like is in in september the month before but i chose not to because for the first time ever i decided to actually give myself a proper break and and just see what you know what's happening and actually just get experience in the stuff so that's what i did for the next year essentially i just was working and getting experience in it and just living my life really and i did so much in that year that i'm so happy about um but yeah so when i look back at that like when I first came to Marrakesh and then I came to Agadir four years later, the, the difference in who I was, was, oh, it was completely like worlds apart. But don't forget that in both of those times, I was very much undecided. In the first time, I was very like lacking confidence. I, I was just so like, I had very much gone and basically turned into my shell uh, turned inside and then 22 I was very much kind of like I wouldn't say lost but I wasn't exactly like directed either I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do 1000% I didn't know how to go about it and I didn't know what I wanted to do with it and so like I was like kind of like just discovering myself and finding myself and then now like it's 2023 like and I'm I'm literally at the end of it like by the time I upload this inshallah like I think a week later it's gonna be literally 2024 which oh my god guys you know how it goes you know at the end of every single year we do a like looking back at the things that i learned life lessons i learned in that year which i love that's like my favorite episode of all time um so i'm just thinking about it now and i'm like literally i was just reflecting because like self-reflecting helps you a lot with life and i love doing it at at almost every point you know of the week of the day and like i was just reflecting today and i was thinking to myself like it's so crazy subhanallah that now in 2023 like i'm so so comfortable with where i am in terms of my career i'm so comfortable and i'm so loved by my family um and my friends and i really feel like i have discovered who i am but i still feel like i've got a massive massive way to go there's so much i still want to accomplish so much i still want to discover about myself um but at the same time i wouldn't exactly be able to sit here and say like oh i'm having the time of my life i've actually had like a really really tough few days um and i want to say a few days perhaps just a a week or two like it's not been the easiest and mentally like i've been really i don't want to say as ironic sounds mentally challenged but it has been challenging it's not been the easiest um but like i take that on the chin because i know that that's just a part of the journey and it's not been the best um i've i've enjoyed my i've loved my time in agadir this is probably one of my favorite like i said favorite holidays so far however I just feel like sometimes we think that in life life has to be ups and downs ups and downs sometimes you could be having a great fantastic moment but your heart could be hurting a lot and that's completely fine like you're not expected to be happy all the time and you're expected to be sad all the time but equally you can feel both of those things simultaneously in the same day um and so what I was sat there thinking about though was even though I feel like I felt quite troubled at certain times and I've you know been having quite a bit of a difficult kind of like two weeks or something at the same time though I sat here and I realized the same way that life carried on when I was after 18 the same way life carried on after I was 22 
in that very same way life will carry on after 2023 life will carry on after i turn 23 life didn't stop there life didn't stop when i was 18 and i was feeling shy and and, and self-conscious and lacking confidence and not knowing what i was going to do and i was so you know timid life didn't stop when i was 22 and i didn't know what i wanted to do in my life and i was figuring out what i wanted to do and i felt so lost and i felt like i was really like losing certain people in my life and again, life's not going to stop for me at 23 now when I'm feeling this way, when I feel like my heart is feeling troubled or I'm feeling a bit down and I feel a bit burdened by my own kind of like um, mind. Um, and I feel like mentally kind of like, I feel like I'm, I'm struggling a little mentally. Uh, in that same way, life is not going to end now. There's always going to be like, as, as cringe as it sounds, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes what we do is we get so bogged down in how we are feeling in that current moment and how upset or how how difficult we are finding life and how how hard it's hitting us we completely forget that that moment will pass and this is my biggest advice to anyone like i always say that i know no i always say that on the podcast like i have about millions of biggest advice pieces i'd give but seriously 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 it'll pass this too shall pass if you need to hear this and you feel like you needed a sign, this is your sign, this too shall pass. If you feel like you have been wronged, if you feel like you've been hurt, if you feel like life is so difficult right now, you're struggling just to get out of bed, if you feel like something's happened that's absolutely broken your heart and you're literally there to pick up the pieces yourself and you're struggling to sleep every night because that's at that time, at the time of night, that is when you're left alone with your thoughts. All I want to tell you is that this too shall pass. And I know it'll pass because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us told us that in the Quran. He has told us that he will never burden a soul with more than it can bear. And you have to remember this. But also another factor that I would like to bring into it is always look to the people who are basically below you as well. There are people out there as ironic as it sounds, who are pretty much doing worse off than you. So sometimes when we are so bogged down in our own worries and our own thoughts and our own problems, we look at, we should actually rather, look at the people who perhaps are doing even worse than us, who are perhaps, who perhaps are, are, are finding it so difficult. Um, and, and it will genuinely help you with your own situation. I promise you that. So for example, one example I can give you is, say for example, you're feeling... Um, really heartbroken and you you felt like something was going to go really well for you you thought you met your person and everything was going great and then all of a sudden it just started going downhill and then you you completely had your heart shattered and broken to pieces right and you thought damn I really thought I found my person I really thought that this was uh, my soulmate I thought this was the person I want to enter Jenna with and and it didn't work out it didn't go through and it hurts right it hurts a lot it upsets you but then my advice to you would be of course feel that hurt process it and you need to heal from it and you need to give yourself that time acknowledge it however also know that it will pass and you're not going to be stuck in that same position forever but another factor is that look at the person who's below you so for example there are actually people who ended up getting married and who are stuck or trapped in very very horrid marriages who are literally perhaps living in fear every day in their marriage or who have married someone who is just honestly breaking their heart every single day and unlike you who got an opportunity to get out of that they didn't because they are married and and they feel like they haven't have an obligation to fill out and so they have to live that 
that reality every single day and they don't see a way out of it perhaps for them their biggest kind of like happiness would be to get a way out of it um and then you've got the other example where for example if someone like that is stuck in a marriage that's like abusive and stuff like that um every single day they have to look at the person who's below them as well where for example perhaps there's someone who who you know is divorced and is 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 feeling that loss or or perhaps even who who had their husband pass away um and are now having to deal with the repercussions of that or their wife pass away um but also the people who um who perhaps aren't even in aren't even like in a marriage but have have struggled or dealt with so much abuse in their life anyway um so it it plays into both into both factors with that type of person who's maybe perhaps trapped in an abusive marriage or stuck in that type of um situation perhaps they look at themselves and think to themselves that you know what maybe this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they are getting rewarded every single time that they are having to go through that now that sounds so contradictory and that just sounds like oh have sabr have sabr that is not my advice to you and that is a different topic entirely of its own but what i'm trying to say is that the people who are stuck in abusive marriages or you know are being tested by their spouses have to remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing every single thing that you are being tested by look to the example of Asiya radiyallahu anha who was basically being tested by a tyrant of a husband Firaun Firaun was the pharaoh of Egypt at the time when Musa alayhi salam was going through so many tribulations and, and hardships because of him he was the very same pharaoh that when he was thrown into the sea he tried to open his mouth um to 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 basically declare that he actually believed in Allah and to ask Allah for his forgiveness and the angels um quickly uh threw rocks into his mouth to stop him from from making repentance because they knew that Allah was so merciful he would have probably accepted it but they didn't want it to be accepted because they knew just how how horrid and harsh he was to everyone he was the cause of his wife's death because he knew that she worshiped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he hated that because he declared himself as as a god and he was committing shirk every single day and so when she was literally being tortured by these men who were sent by her own husband and she was being tortured and she felt like she could not go on and she thought what have i done to deserve this she looked up into the sky and she saw her house her mansion that was built for her and basically waiting for her ready for her in jannah and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised her that this was basically what she was going to be um be 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 welcomed to and with that she happily accepted her death and and that was her reward for it so that's my way of basically telling her from that there are always there's always someone who's in a worse of position than you but also equally there's always people who are in a better off position than you and it comes down to the concept of what are you waiting for from Allah like what are you wanting from Allah because everything that you are sent in life is a test and this is a reminder to myself more than anyone else but just know that if someone or something is hurting you and is literally causing you pain they are going to be questioned about it and you will also be questioned in how you responded to that and how you dealt with that so just know that you sometimes feel like you're going through something in life that is absolutely breaking you apart and hurting you and you think that you can't get through it 
and I promise you, it will it will pass. And ask yourself this, whatever age you are, listen to this right now, whoever you are, whether you're male or female, listen to this and ask yourself that haven't there been times in the past where you felt like everything was breaking apart and you felt like you had no hope and then somehow, subhanAllah, it passed and it faded and, and you slowly got, you started to accept this new reality but also you found your own happiness in it and life got better and you were grateful for that. And that's the thing, like that's the beauty of it we learn so much gratitude through these little moments that sometimes snowball into bigger moments but we learn so much from it and so that i feel like is is the reality to the situation um but just like i said like how life passed at that certain age where you felt that hardship again life will carry on again now as well and you can carry on and you can do what you need to do and you can live your life and maybe perhaps you will be tested again in the future with some sort of hardship that will really hurt you and will really cause you some sort of pain and will really have you up at night wondering or worrying about stuff but just know that it will pass inshallah thought that i would add a little clip of audio that i took from today's shema at muhammad v mosque in agadir um and this is just a recitation before the khutbah and it's incredibly incredibly different to anything that i've ever heard that you typically hear in the uk um but also like for example if you were to go to saudi um morocco has its own style and it's just very different very unique um but it just sent back like a wave of flashbacks for me compared to when i came here last but it's actually really important because i will be talking a little bit about the significance of muhammad v mosque and yeah i'll let you listen to the rest of it um a massive apology again if you can hear background noise because i swear to god someone's got some sort of jazz music going on and i have no control over how to stop it so i apologize um but yeah let's let's go on the show must go on um another kind of like life lesson that i learned whilst coming here and i told you there were two kind of like things that i basically learned and encompassed kind of like with my time being here the second one is that your risk is written like this is so cringe you're probably thinking to yourself you hear this a thousand times on tiktok which you do which you probably do if you're on the islamic side of tiktok but one thing that you really start to like embody in real life is when you actually practice this and you'll realize and it'll hit you like a truck that quite frankly your risk is written you don't know where you don't know when but you know somehow it will come to you and let me explain about a year and two months ago when i first came to agadir me my mom and dad prayed jumma at muhammad v mosque um in agadir um it's a beautiful mosque subhanallah it is so gorgeous it is really beautiful the people there are so lovely um and it's just a nice kind of like um it's a nice nice opportunity to basically pray uh Jumma. and that was the first time actually that i had ever quite literally prayed Jumma at a mosque and i know you're probably thinking whoa like you were 22 and that's the first time you prayed Jumma. and the reason for that is because in islam like women are actually really expected to go to the mosque to pray Jumma. like you could pray at home um but also like because of that as well in my local area there's not really like mosques that are very like welcoming of the of the women's section and i, I always felt shy because i didn't have anyone to go with etc so it's actually my first ever experience and i was really nervous i was really like oh my god am i gonna get it right whatever but the the 
the experience was outstanding like it was so beautiful i remember just feeling so happy in that moment in that mosque i'll never forget and it kind of makes me a bit emotional um but like i will never forget just how amazing that time was especially the fact that i got to do it with my mum like me and my mum together we got to do it my dad was in the men's section it was just a beautiful thing that fact that i got to do that with my parents um and i know that it's not maybe perhaps something so big on the scale of things but to me it was a really important moment because it was like a core memory and i just loved it i loved the idea of the fact that i was in this mosque in morocco and who knew my first ever jummah that i'd ever pray would be somewhere in agadir in a mosque on a friday in october like i had no clue that happened but allah had written that for me right and then after praying jama at this mosque i thought to myself oh like i don't know like i'm ever gonna come back to this mosque but at least i can say that i prayed here and not just me it's not just me who's gonna say that the ground itself would testify for that because we know that in islam that on the day of judgment wherever you prayed that piece of land will actually testify and be your witness to the fact that you prayed there that you prayed your salah so just think about this and this is actually why it's so recommended to pray in different places even in your house like wherever you pray like if i pray in my mom's room that that piece of land is going to testify I pray in my room I pray in the front room etc the same way wherever you pray it will testify and be your witness on the day of judgment the fact that you prayed your salah there and that will help towards your akhirah so that's also another kind of like motivation for you to pray in public wherever you can and not miss your salah even though it gets very very hard and i totally understand that but it's just so important because you have to you have to think to yourself as well wherever you pray that piece of land is going to testify and, and it will be like your witness on the day of judgment so i remember thinking wow like i remember my dad saying it to me as well and my dad was like oh my god do you know like this land that right now this mosque like where we prayed it's actually going to be our witness and i was like yeah like that's so crazy subhanallah now at that time did i ever 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 think that i was then going to come again like no i had no idea so now fast forward to today literally today because we paid drama today and i was in the mosque again and i was in the row i think two rows uh two rows behind the first place i prayed so now in that same mosque not only will that piece of land testify where i prayed the first time around but a year later i i prayed um in uh, two rows behind that and so this this piece of land in that mosque is going to testify again that i actually prayed in another section of that mosque and that honestly blew my mind like i was just sat there and i actually got a bit emotional about it as well um because it just it was just such a it's really overwhelming when you think of just how merciful islam is and how merciful allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is if allah wanted to he didn't have to do that because if you think about it deep down well and truly salah is actually an obligation and it's our duty to basically like perform allah doesn't really need your salah you need it right and so it's our duty and obligation to basically pray to allah five times a day now what are the chances that not only is that our obligation but allah's actually made it much more rewarding for us and he's become much more merciful towards us through that action because he said not only will you um be taken off that duty but you'll actually get a level of reward for it but then on top of that not only you but like not even the, bo- the your body parts are going to be a witness to it but also the ground that you prayed on subhanallah is actually going to be a witness to you praying and i just thought there's so many different little pockets of uh, opportunities that allah basically provides for us in our lives to actually show our kind of like um our what's the word like gratitude towards him um but i just thought that that was just so crazy but it 
then kind of like made me start thinking about the concept of risk because that is in a sense a, ri- a form of risk we think that risk is like just food or money right and actually quite frankly that's not true it's actually everything and risk is for everything that you get in life risk is the clothes you wear risk is the interactions you have with your family and your friends risk is your um kind of like the things that you are given the the, the blessings that you're given the opportunities you're given in life everything like that it's risk and I think that that's so beautiful because the fact that I got to pray in that mosque today was a form of risk because I know that it was written. My risk is written. Like the fact that I was going to pray that my fate is written. The fact that I was going to come back to that mosque a year and a bit later and actually pray again, like on a Jummah, like I found that so insane. And I just thought to myself, like, when you really sit down and think about it, perhaps this is why Allah does not reveal our entire life to us. He doesn't send us down with the scripture saying this is what's going to happen a to z in your year uh, in your life through the years because if we knew that perhaps we wouldn't even do him or perhaps we would just follow him like robots and have no free will of our own if we wanted to i could have also today perhaps said you know what guys like i'm not going to praise your like at the mosque because i don't need to because i'm a woman and i'm just going to stay in the hotel like i'm just going to chill like i might just pray at home like i'm sorry in the hotel i could have done that if i wanted to but do you see how every little thing that you were given in life every little moment is an opportunity sometimes we miss them sometimes we take them sometimes we use them beautifully sometimes we abuse them and it's up to us to see how we do that and also remember even if you do make mistakes along the way like allah is the most forgiving and the most merciful his names are rahman and rahim and he will forgive you for that and i just think that that it was such a pivotal moment for me because I really did well and truly realise that my risk is written and therefore I can't sit here worrying about it. I can't worry about what's going to come for me in my life. What am I going to be doing in the future with my job? What am I going to be doing in the future with um, my family? Am I going to get married? What type of husband am I going to get? How many kids am I going to get? Are they going to be good kids? Are they going to be bad kids? Am I going to be a good person? Am I going to be a bad person? All of this type of stuff is actually written, but also we equally have free will to actually kind of like execute it and use those opportunities to our abundance. But I can't sit here and worry and contemplate and overthink about what's going to happen in life when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a bigger, much more beautiful plan laid out for me than I could ever imagine. I swear to God, someone's got like the loudest sneeze behind me, but well. But the point is like, if I could write my life myself, I would obviously write quite a bit. I'd I'd give myself the biggest things, the best things, everything, right? I, I would not leave any part blank. But then perhaps that could be more more painful for me and so it's actually better just to leave it in the hands of Allah because I guarantee you Allah has got you like no one else has no one else will ever 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 have you like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does and that is a reminder to us every single day that perhaps sometimes we so desperately want to be the people who write our own pages and it's because we want to write the best things for us but I promise you, Allah knows much better for us. And, you know, it relates and it goes back to that concept of kismet. Kismet, I don't know if that's a term in Arabic, but it's definitely a term in Urdu and even in Hindi. And kismet is just basically your fate, like your destiny. And your, everyone's kismet is written and your kismet may not necessarily be the same as mine and vice versa. You can't say that my kismet would be better than someone else's or someone else's would be better than mine because it's actually what Allah thinks is better for us individually and it's tailored to who we are. So if you needed to hear that and you needed a sign, take this as your sign to stop worrying and stop stressing. And I know that's easier said than done. 
I am perhaps the biggest overthinker that I know um, and I always say that like it it is something that I feel like perhaps um oh, I hate I hate this because I get I don't know why recently I've been getting really emotional like I'm so emotional <laughs> um but it is recently not recently sorry it is really something that pains me um and it makes me quite sad to think and know that i am such an overthinker like i'm actually quite literally a chronic overthinker um and i struggle a lot with every little thing when it comes to overthinking i can overthink the simplest of things but also the biggest of things and and it hurts a lot like it, it physically pains me like it it's something that causes a um a knot in my stomach but then also it literally i, I sometimes feel like my heart like like the um like the arteries or you know whatever the vessels of my heart are literally like contracting like they're literally being pulled because that is the pain that is causing me and so i think like when you are an overthinker like that because i can i know that sadly quite a lot of us will be able to relate to that we very much complicate and overthink the littlest of details and we worry and we stress and we cause ourselves anxiety but equally it's actually sometimes situations or circumstances or even people that make us worry that make us stress that make us overthink that give us that pain that give us that anxiety that give us that tension and that's that knot in our stomach and that part for me is honestly very like heartbreaking because if you think about it you as a person if you forget the situations forget the circumstances if you put your heart into someone else's hands and you say to them like hey look i'm giving this to you um take care of it um and please like don't hurt me because you know i i overthink a lot and i worry a lot and and i don't like that and if i'm like literally voicing that to you the same way that mothers voice it sadly to their children and and we end up hurting our mothers and fathers the same way that we sometimes hurt our siblings our brothers and sisters by the words that we choose to use or the actions we do and every single time you have to remember in your hand you contain this is so true in your hand in your hands the two of them you contain many many hearts you contain the heart of your mother your father your loved ones your siblings your brothers your sisters your your friends and 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 the person that you love the most or you want to love the most your spouse um, your grandchildren you contain many many hearts in your hands sometimes it gets very hard to juggle all of them perhaps one time you're prioritizing one more than the other but please for the lot like the love of god don't like break heart like do your best not to break a heart but also if you know one of those hearts in your hands is an overthinker or a worrier or someone who gets anxious very quickly take extra care of it because it's really fragile and i promise you that and i know because i know so many overthinkers out there i know so many that really wish life was different in the sense of the way that they would think they can't help it they try their best and some people manage it better than others but sometimes we spiral and we lose we lose control of the way we feel and we think and it hurts a lot and so always remember that if you're giving your heart to someone also make sure that you're giving it to someone who's really good um i swear that i thought that man on the balcony was talking to me but he was talking to someone on the phone um but what i was trying to say was that if you know that someone out there um, is responsible for holding your heart in their hands, I would personally give you this advice as well because it helps for that person. 
oh my god these people are so loud it would help for that person but it'll help you to basically protect and defend yourself if you feel like your heart is too much in the hands of someone else and you feel like that is causing you to worry and stress and and have anxiety and overthink you need to basically quite literally and i know this sounds so like like abstract but you need to take that heart out of their hands not because you are you are you are taking yourself away from them not because you're distancing yourself nothing like that but because quite frankly the problem starts when we put it into people's hands that is the problem like yes we all are responsible for the way we treat each other and at times we will hold the hearts of people in our hands for a certain amount of time etc but please if you yourself have basically trusted someone else with your heart don't i would really recommend you to take that heart back and only give it to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is where the problem begins when you start to love something more than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah will take it away from you because the only love you should really have is for allah and sometimes that can get um confused it can get it can get distorted it can get um you may you may like lose that opportunity you may have to regain your path back to allah and that's completely fine we all slip we all trip up but don't worry about that all i'm going to say is my biggest advice to everyone is just put your heart in 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 allah's hands don't put it in anyone else's hands um because your people are always going to disappoint you people will always disappoint you especially if you're an overthinker especially if you're a worrier people are always going to disappoint you just it's just best to basically trust allah and that is why also it's best to trust allah with allah's plan they all they both come in hand in hand it's best to trust allah with your heart and it's best to trust allah with your plan because a lot of times we are worrying so much about the future we're causing pain to ourselves and we don't need to do that we just need to trust allah so why not just leave it all to allah and just basically have those base very strong solid deep conversations with your creator more than anyone else if you feel like you're getting hurt if you feel like you are you're causing pain to yourself you need to stop what you're doing have a conversation with yourself and have a conversation with allah that's it khalas like did I just say the word khalas? See what I mean? Like, I've been in Morocco for so long, so long, like six days, and I'm literally picking it up now. The amount of times I've been going around and being like, LGO, LGO, and a khalas. Like, literally, like, I've been saying it all the time, and <laughs> just, uh, yeah, okay, I'm just like cringing myself right now. Um, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that just know that Allah has your back like no one else does. That's literally my point. Allah has your back like nobody else does. And this is a reminder we all needed to hear. I needed to hear it. You needed to hear it. Allah has your back like no one else does. And it is only Allah that will defend and protect you and love you regardless of anything else. You will only be loved by Allah in that way that no one else can love you. And that is the truth about that. Because it's it's the reality of the truth where Allah we are Allah's creations. There's a hadith where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam speaks to a man and he sees um I can't remember the hadith exactly so I'm not gonna butcher it, but he basically talks to this man about if a child was to be thrown into the fire, like do you think the mom would be worried for her, like for the child? Like how much do you think that mother loves her child essentially and the man said oh you know she, she would she would literally be so heartbroken like she loves her child so dearly like it would you know she she's basically so in love with her child like that would absolutely break her down and then the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa turned around and said see that that love that that mother has for the child Allah actually has Allah actually loves us way more than what a mother loves for her child and so you have to just sit there and think about just how much your own mom loves you and then think about how much more Allah loves us compared to that and that is basically your answer and Allah is going to have your back like I said a thousand times 
better than anyone else ever will for you in your life so always remember that and alongside that remember that everything is written our risk is written our kismet is written everything's written we have the ability and the power to make the art to change it and to basically help us but even with that Allah is waiting for us to make those arts because Allah knows what we want and Allah knows that perhaps we will get it we just need to make the other offer it and then above that as well my biggest reminder to everyone who's probably going through a hard time right now is the same way that life didn't end for you back when you've experienced your first hardships in that very same way life will carry on life will go on even after this current hardship that you're facing regardless of your age regardless of what that hardship is even if you feel like your whole world has literally come crashing down even if you feel like you've literally not got a home right now to live in you feel like you have no loved ones you feel like your entire uh, like existence that you worked for has absolutely been demolished Again, I'm still going to tell you that that hardship will pass and Allah will reward you for your patience for your suffering because Allah does not burden a soul in more than it can bear. But I just think that coming and traveling a bit as well and, and kind of like taking that time to yourself and then obviously experiencing, you know, um, you know, all of these challenges and these efforts and the struggles yourself, you'll also realize like reflecting on it helps you. But those are definitely the two biggest, perhaps three biggest things I have really kind of like embodied. Um, and I just, I just hope that perhaps like that served as a reminder for everyone else because it definitely, definitely helped me. Um, and I just hope that whoever's listening to this, if you needed to hear this right now, I hope I did a good job of that. And I hope that you know that you can always come and speak to me, um, regardless of what it is like if you you know just want to reach out obviously i say that inshallah my instagram should be up soon um which i have something in the works for as well inshallah very very soon um but yeah when my instagram is up and running again my instagram and tiktok is um at the word affairs my uh, website is www.thewordaffairs.co.uk and if you go onto that website not only can you listen to other old episodes but you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and find a sent a message link where you can type up a nice little message and it will come straight to my personal email address where i can respond to it from there so if you want to write a like long lengthy paragraph or you just want to send a little cute message or if you want to like tell me like a story or anything that you want you know being mentioned on the podcast or you just want to share something go for it i will see it there and i tell i'm telling you right now i do respond especially when you send me me um on on the website 100 i always literally respond but um inshallah i hope that um we will meet again for another episode but until then i hope that i did a good job of this i apologize again for the background noise i hope that um it it was done of some justice but i will reach out to you guys again with another episode very very soon inshallah the wrap up of 2023 i cannot bloody wait for that one um but yeah and until then take care inshallah